Welcome to Real Estate Unscripted, where each week we connect no-nonsense, let's-get-it-done realtors and lenders from across the country who want to grow our businesses and stay motivated with timely topics and experts in our field. I'm your host, Marjorie Adam. Let's get started. So today on the show, I am so excited to have my good friend, Haley Garcia. Hello, Haley. Haley, I'm so happy to be here. So Haley's been a realtor for 23 years since she was like two years old. She is a realtor coach as well and a business coach and an all around just fantastic human being, good friend of mine. We get to share a room when we go to conferences. It's always a joy. So I'm excited because Haley is going to share expertise on how she stays motivated and her superpower and how she starts or ends her day for success. So I'm so excited. Haley, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to Real Estate Unscripted. Thank you for having me, Marjorie. You know, I always love our time together and I'm super excited to be here. Crazy insights into the world we live in real estate, right? So thank you for having me. Nice. I'm excited. So speaking of that, let's start with something kind of fun or something people will be surprised to know about you. Oh, that is such a good question. In the world of business, I have an image of being very buttoned up and professional and I'm usually dressed very professional and sell luxury real estate. And the truth behind the scenes is I'm actually quite a yogi meditation. I tend to put myself into like all these crazy workshops and go to the desert and do all sorts of stuff. The one we talked about recently was I went to Hawaii with Talk Chopra and did a nine day meditation immersion where it was like very minimal talking and sat there meditating on a mat for hours upon hours, which was amazing. But most people don't know that about me unless I share it because it's not my outward appearance or my business image. If I could wear yoga clothes every day, all day, I 100% would. But in some markets, it's really not seen as the most appropriate thing. So yeah, sure. a little behind the scenes. So you like you had to be quiet for how many hours a day? Oh, gosh. I mean, it was a solid seven to eight hours a day of quiet time. Yes. <laughs> not only like... quiet time, but your eyes were closed. <laughs> Ooh. So could you do it for like an hour? Is there a, like a shortened, condensed version of this for the people no. that can't be quiet that long? Oof. No, it's all in, all in, sister. All right. Well, maybe I'll, I'll start just meditating for five minutes and we'll work our way up. It's a great start. All right. Well, let's get started. Big question for you. And I think people are going to be super interested to hear. I want to know a time management hack or when you're most productive or something that just keeps you on course in a days when we know that it's hurting cats to keep us on a schedule. Tell me something that you can share with everyone they can learn from. Yeah, for sure. I think before I do that, it's just important to know all the things that I manage. So I do have a team of seven people and we sell two to 300 units a year. I am the only person on the team that takes listings. So I run the listing department and I have all the buyer's agents that do everything else. And then being a coach, I also carry quite a large coaching load. So I do at least... 15 hours a week. So to fit all that into a schedule is a little bit of craziness. I also do consistent personal development workshops, you name it, right? The schedule is very, very full. And one of the things that I learned many years ago, a lot of our personalities, when we're in sales, we tend to want to be free and loose and don't tie me down. And I want to change at the drop of a hat. And we just want to fly by the seat of our pants. And I learned a long time ago that while there's a piece of my personality that does like to operate that way, I actually can only operate that way when I have immense structure because the structure actually leads to freedom. 
And so this has been this way for many years now in my calendar, but most people that look at my calendar see me as a crazy person. And some days I am a crazy person, but it's really my hack piece of advice would be the more you calendar yourself and the more regimented and really militant you become about holding yourself accountable to put it all on the calendar and then live by it, the more freedom you actually get. And as I age, one of the things I've really become more and more grateful for is the freedom in my headspace. After we do this for so many years, like our head is always so full of all the things, right? It's clients, it's closings, it's listings, it's pipeline, it's team management, it's personal life. I mean, the list goes on. So for me personally, my right hand in the team, she's like, I mean, you literally have buy dog food on the calendar. And I'm like, yeah, because when it's on the calendar, I don't have to think about it anymore. I don't have to remember. So as much as it sounds crazy, the hack that I live and breathe by is every single thing in my life that can go on the calendar does. And that's what gives me the most freedom in my headspace and in my personal time. So there's a question then. So if it's on your calendar, you do it. So if I were to ask your assistant, so if it's on the calendar, it happens what percent of the time? It's 99.9% of the time. In our team meeting this morning, my assistant, she's been with me now probably about eight or nine months. And she said to me this morning, I just keep getting amazed because I've never worked for someone that is so regimented and dedicated to this calendar. And she goes, in my previous role, I have always been able to pop into their office and go, hey, what about this? And she's like, I do that with you. And you're like, nope, not my time block. And that is truly how I operate. And it's the only way for me to fit everything in and also find joy in my day. So how long would you say you've had this mastered? Like it's always been this way or something happened to make that change? So I actually began this type of structure when I hired my first coach and I hired my first coach almost 15 years ago. So it's evolved, right? There's been years where it's been better than others for sure. But prior to that, I was a disaster. I mean, I was the one man show. I was the Pop-Tart realtor. I was, oh, you want to go see a house? Let's go. And that obviously doesn't serve any of us. Once you do it for a while, you realize not only are you not going to have a scalable business, you're not going to have a sustainable business and you're not going to have a sustainable life. So about 15 years ago is when I started the big shift in my personal responsibility, right? Of taking control of my time and really putting it where I valued it the most from a strategic standpoint, from the business, but also from a life standpoint of just enjoying the time that we have on this earth. Sweet. Okay. So how much of it would you say is you driven or how much of it is help from your executive assistant? So my executive assistant does an amazing job of filling in all the blanks. So she's confirming everything. We have a whole system within the calendar where I know if she's spoken to that person, confirmed it, whatever it might be, she's preparing me for every time block that there is. There's always something to prepare me. So whether it's batching emails that I'm checking at a specific time or making phone calls to VIPs or negotiating deals, whatever it might be. So she's doing all the back-end work, but when it comes to the calendar, I still do the old school printed every day. I'm really self-disciplined at sticking to it once I have the structure made. I'm not as good at creating the structure for myself. I need to delegate that because that's not one of my strong suits. But once I have it, I'm in it. Excellent. So basically what someone definitely needs to learn from you is if it's on your calendar, you do it. It's not an optional item. And second is the self-management piece is strong, but for a lot of us, we absolutely need that person who isn't afraid to push us, drag us, bring us or whatever it is to get us through our day. Yeah. Yes. 
And even the person that can help you stop negotiating with yourself. It's not an option. If it's on there, it's happening, whether I want to do it or not, right? And let's be real. There's a lot of times I look at the calendar and I'm like, geez, I don't want to do that. But I don't have an option because I have made an agreement with myself that there is no negotiating. If it was important enough to put it on the calendar, then get over it. It's important enough to make it happen. Oh, I like that. Made an agreement with myself. So that's something everyone can certainly learn to do, no doubt. So great. Well, along that line. So you're a very happy, driven, passionate person. So tell me this many years in, what can, would you say keeps you passionate and motivated? You go to work every day, right? And some days, as we all know, especially in a market like this, it's like, oh, sister, not today, oh, yeah. right? So what keeps you so driven and passionate and motivated? I don't think it's any one thing. And I also think it's such a great question for all of us to reflect on because we all have hard days, right? We all have family challenges that happen. We all have market shifts. We have crazy clients. I mean, the list of challenges for all of us in this industry specifically are all exactly the same. So it's definitely not to give any sort of pretense that I'm just always happy. It's so great because it's not. That's reality, right? We live in the real world. One of the things that I learned a long time ago from a coach was he asked me, what are the things that if you could create your perfect day every day, what would they include? And I really live by that because when I do the best to create my perfect day every day, one, it's never perfect. But two, if I know I have a few pieces in there that bring me joy, then it's helping me get through the times when I'm struggling. And so for me, thinking about a perfect day is who do I get to talk to and connect with? Like being on this with you today makes my whole day. Like I'm happy all day because I get to talk to you and we get to have a fun conversation. And so for me today, that was a great piece of my day that made me happy. Now I have to have a seller call after this. That does not make me happy, but I'm going to get through it because I got some happy time with Marjorie. It also includes like, I know for me, taking care of my body and my mental health is really, really important to me. And so my perfect day includes where is my quiet time? Where is my meditation? Where is my headspace? What does my morning routine look like? What does my diet look like? Like all those little things. And they sound so cliche, but they are all components of what keep me happy and passionate to keep going and to keep doing this. I think we all hear the cliche, like, what is my why? Well, that obviously it's cliche and it's important because if we don't know what really drives us, then we can tend to lose passion. So you and I have talked about this. I don't have a family. I'm divorced. I don't have children. And so it's not like I'm building a business to leave to my family. And I don't have family responsibilities that I need to send kids to college and do those type of things that a lot of parents do. So many years ago, I realized part of my why was the team that I have working with me, they're like my family. And so I love knowing that I have built a foundation of business that is also feeding their families and helping them grow and helping build their financial security for their retirement. So when I get into the hard moments and I get to the places where I go, why am I selling real estate again? <laughs> because that does happen, right? I mean, I could serve coffee at Starbucks. Like I could totally <laughs> nail that job. But I come back to, we have persevered through so many market shifts and through so many challenges. And we've done it because when we come together as a collective group, as a team and in our community, we're serving a bigger purpose. So I don't know. That's a really long answer to that. I think it was perfect. And I think as you and I both coach people and yes, very exciting. So Haley and I are going to also be starting a coaching company that we're going to continue coaching people with life balance and uh, in their businesses. But I think okay. the key there, what makes you most sad as a coach is how many students who make 
so much money and are so miserable, right? Because yeah. they've lost that balance. The body has gone, right? So there's no exercise time. There is no personal time. There is no meditation time. And then they work too many hours. So there's no family time, right? So this imbalance of misery, right? And then we're also backwards. We think it's business first and it's not. And I think one of the things, just knowing you as well as I do, your attention on taking care of yourself and you hear that and we're like, oh, selfish. No, that is not selfish. That you are are in the right framework and mind work and you come to work and you carry that passion to your team and then to your clients and then to your VIPs where when we don't pay attention to our bodies and our health and we don't spend enough time at home and we make money, but we're miserable, it's because we've lost this connection. And I think your superpower to me is your connection to this. Also, you can keep quiet for seven days. You have this true gift, right? That you have just really tapped into that, which so many people, that's their struggle. It's so much time at work and so imbalanced and just this life misery, which is so not why we're here. You know, it's just how you live, right? A lot of people talk about it, but it just impressed me because it's who you are. So let's see. Oh, I love this question. So I think you have a lot of them, but what would you say is your superpower, right? So what is it that you think has taken you to your level and continues to have you grow when you see so many people around us, I think that have stagnated, right? Or just not sure what it is that they love. So what's your superpower? When I think about what my superpower is without going into like, I'm a great closer and I build relationships and all of those type of things, right? Like I have strengths in a lot of those skill sets, but I really believe my true superpower is is my innate ability to take personal responsibility for everything. And I'm sure it comes from the way I was raised. I'm sure if I dug deep enough, it comes from how my parents raised me. But I have always been a person that has never allowed myself to be the victim of anything because I've just believed that no matter what it is, I can find the answer and the answer is also up to me. And so when the market shifts, We have the opportunity to go, okay, where are we going to pivot? Who are we going to serve now? What do we need to change? Instead of, oh, woe is me, the market is shifting. What are we going to do now? And when things happen, like I've been married twice, I've been divorced twice. I have had husbands that cheated on me. And I share this in a lot of my coaching. I could have responded to those instances and been like, oh, well, it's their fault. They cheated on me, whatever. And of course, what they did wasn't justifiable, right? They made poor choices, But I immediately went into searching into what is my role in this and why did they cheat on me and what part did I play and what do I need to look at going forward in other relationships to take responsibility for what does a healthy marriage and relationship look like? So there's been many instances in my life where I could have been a victim, even down to the story of the stalker living in my attic that broke in to get me. That's a whole nother podcast. But when it happened... I was actually really proud of myself because I immediately called my therapist and said, okay, he doesn't get my headspace. So let's do whatever therapy I need to do to process this experience and help me look at all the places in my life that I wasn't paying attention to. How did this person get inside my home without me noticing? And I realized it's because I was living so fast paced. I wasn't paying attention to the little things in my home that had changed because someone had actually been in my home. And I own that. I had to slow down. I had to create more space in my calendar. I had to pay more attention. I think that if I had to articulate one overall superpower, it's 
my personal responsibility of everything because I just take ownership of all of it. I think that's amazing because if you think about it, that is not most people's strength. You talk about being cheated on and I really think my head went right too. I think I carry Underwood their car. It would not be pretty. So you might've had that moment, right? Which would be healthy sure. probably. Yes. But I do think a superpower is kind of not staying in fear. You choose to focus on the positive. Also, I think you're not gonna have a lot of guilt right? Because that kind of just holding things in, it's yeah. also ability to yeah. actually forgive and move past things that people get so stuck. But yeah, that personal responsibility of not being the victim yeah. and that victim mentality where everything is someone else's fault. And it's hard. Yeah. It's very hard. A client yells at you or fires you and you just want to, well, that's because they're a douche pickle. We'll say, I was going to say a really right. bad word, but, right. and instead of being like, well, that douche pickle also was right that we should have been more communicative, right? So right. I think having to take that second and really self-evaluate is something most yes. people do not have a strength in. And so that's something tactically, right? People can work on what does that mean to take responsibility? Well, it might be that you need to get a therapist. There might be some anger ah. management. There may be some people you need to forgive. A revisit yes. Yes. of how you handle things. I mean, we all know it's hard to admit to a client when we make a mistake. I, oh, yeah. I just had something happen a few weeks ago and I made a mistake. I missed a square footage. I did not confirm a square footage. I missed it. It was a shit show, right? Yeah. And I had to call my client and go, look, here's what happened. I missed it. Yep. And I fully own that. And here's what I'm going to do to make it right. And here's what I can do to save the deal. And it's your choice, but I take full responsibility. And that client was like, oh my gosh, Haley, thank you for that. Thank yeah. you. I agree. Let's move forward. Thank you for owning it. And usually that is the response. doesn't mean it's going to be all the time. You still might get fired or lose the deal or whatever it might be. Yeah. But to your point, getting rid of the guilt and the heaviness that we carry when we don't take responsibility for something, when internally we all know that it's our responsibility and we should own it, it really gives you much more a sense of peace and freedom. Yeah. Agreed. Hey, I love talking to you. Okay. So along with that, favorite book. Something that you would recommend. Yeah. So if I really wanted to say, I got to up my reading, which everyone listening should do. We all need to be reading. Yes. What yes. is a yes. book that everyone that's listening needs to read? I have a practice that I read two books at a time and I make one of the books business related and I make one of the books something that is interesting to me or a life book or something like that. So because we're talking about habits, I would say Atomic Habits by uh -oh. James Clear is really, really good. I mean, who doesn't need better habits? Our habits basically run our entire lives and his book is amazing. So I would say Atomic Habits from a business strategy mindset standpoint. And then I just read this really old book that was amazing. I literally sat on the plane and was crying while I was reading it. And it's called Tuesdays with Maury. Oh, that's a great book. Oh my gosh. It's been around so long and I know oh, yeah. how I've never read it, but it was just such an amazing story about the connection between this man and his college professor. And he went and spent Tuesdays with Maury and Maury shared all of his life lessons and just all of these perspectives, right? That we really only gain by visiting with people that are our elders that have been there and they've oh. got the wisdom and the experience under their belt. So Tuesdays with Maury was great. And I'm not a big crier. So for it to get me to cry, yeah. it was good. Well, you will cry. It is one of those books that you start appreciating things too. So, well, Haley, you're so amazing. Thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your tips. And like I said, you and I will be talking way more I'm very excited about our venture that we are moving forward with as well. And everyone listening, thank you so much for listening to Real Estate Unscripted.
I love you, sister. Thanks for having me. Real Estate Unscripted is sponsored by Alcova Mortgage. Alcova is committed to simplifying the mortgage process. Check out the tools we offer to realtors and homebuyers at alcova.com slash realtors. Alcova Mortgage, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 40508, nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Before we go, please show us some love by subscribing on your listening platform of choice and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you share this with your friends and be sure to listen in next week. Until then, this is Marjorie Adam. Don't forget to check out the show notes for a recap. This podcast was made possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support.